This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. After experiencing trauma, I went to therapy and my therapist guided me through a difficult time in my life. They helped me understand what was happening and provided me with tools to cope and find my own strength and resilience. Their experience and compassion were invaluable and enabled me to rebuild my life and move forward. I strongly believe in the power of therapy to help people through difficult times. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who is trained to listen and give you helpful, unbiased advice. First, you go to their site. You can use my link, betterhelp.com resilience. You answer a few questions and BetterHelp will match you to a professional who has years of experience helping people with struggles just like yours. Let BetterHelp connect you to a therapist who can support you, all from the comfort of your own home. Visit betterhelp.com slash resilience or choose podcast, then notes on resilience during sign up and enjoy a special discount on your first month. We should not grieve alone. Like it's much easier to be around people who we, who we love, who can hold this kind of grief and like friends and family. We don't even have to talk about grief with them, right? They can just be a distraction. Hello, and welcome to Notes on Resilience. I'm your host, Manya Chalinski, and my guest today is Kevin Ringstaff. He started PetCloud, which is a virtual community to support and validate people who have lost a beloved pet. And we spent our episode today talking about grief and why grief hurts so much and common reactions to grief. And what are things we maybe should or shouldn't say to someone who is grieving? It was a wonderful conversation about our special relationships with our pets and the importance of resiliency and the concept of grief. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoy talking with Kevin about this topic. And find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe if you're liking the podcast and leave us a review. Hi, Kevin. I'm excited to talk to you. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Hi, Manya. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Now, before we dive into who you are and the discussion of resiliency, I ask all my guests, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. I think I would have the power to undo things. Undo man. You know, like control Z on your keyboard. Just Like something happened, nope, just go back in time, do it again. I love it. (laughs) Already, when you said that, this whole list of things ran through my head of things that I would undo. That would be a very useful superpower. Although I'm trying to, my brain is going 12 steps ahead. I'm trying to imagine um, how that would impact the space-time continuum. There would be many tears in it, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, well, it would be more present moments. Like the further back in time you go, the more risk you have of burning yourself out, killing yourself, yes. kind of trade off. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. I said I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> it probably in moments where you wish you could hit the undo button right then. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm, I'm Kevin. You know, I started a pet cloud. I think it was 2015, 16 or something like that. 
I was in a, a in computer science before this, you know, programming and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so a wildly different background. <laughs> yes. Right. And it's just the loss of my own pet, Henry Fats Rothschild, who went missing. Right. Yeah. And like, there's a, like, it's a different kind of loss. Like mm-hmm. that loss is, and there's not a whole lot of support out there for it. And, you know, I just wanted to do a little bit more. Well, thank you for that. You're right. I think we tend to think about the death of a pet differently. And and I think some people think it might not be as profound or as important a loss as the loss of a human, but it absolutely is. For many people, the loss of their pet is equally profound. Oh, yeah. So let's jump right into the concept of resilience. I mean, you're someone who thinks about grief and loss. What do you think about the concept of resilience? Of, you know, being able to, you know, recover and continue to love and grow after, after grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that you said continue to love after loss and grief. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard those two concepts connected, resiliency and love. And I like it. Yeah. Like we're not the same shape after grief. Like we're different. We are. We are. But and I'm going to ask you a question that I think you can't answer. How are we different after grief? Well, you know, one thing that's pretty universal is, you know, grief shows us how temporary everything is. Yeah. How fast something can be taken from us. Mm-hmm. It shows us what's the most important things. Yes. So I'm curious. Something I have thought about is. What is the role of grief in our lives? Why is it that we feel the way we do with the loss of a loved one? That's a good question, too. Like the role of grief. That's different for everyone, right? We can, that's sort of like the meaning of life question, but. Yeah, (laughs) uh, it is. You know, like for me, like the role of grief shows me what's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. What do I still care about? Yeah. Grief is a measure of love, too. How have I loved? Do you think that the anticipation of grief or loss has an impact on how we live our lives? Oh, it certainly does. Like, especially if we're a caregiver or if we have a sick pet or person in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And we can see the end coming like a freight train, right? There's no stopping it. Like you can't turn a Titanic, right? It's going to hit. So yeah, it has a, it has a massive effect. Um, like we start grieving that loss, you know, when we know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We still have to take care of them and be present and, and grieve them when they pass. Yes. Well, what do you think people misunderstand about grief and loss and specifically when we're talking about the loss of a pet? What we all misunderstand about grief generally is, you know, there's nothing wrong with grief. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with how we feel. Grief is like the normal expectation, the normal how we act and feel when we lose something that we love. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's nothing wrong with being sad. I think we have an overemphasis of, you know, happiness in this country. <laughs> and, yes. and in the United States in particular. Like we're not allowed to feel anything else, including very real things like grief and sadness, because that's part of life. Yeah, it is. And I, 
I think this is not a um, earth shattering revelation, but I think social media has really changed that in these days, right? It, it's the highlight reel and it focuses on all these amazing things that we've done. And even when we know that, it still can be difficult to remember that it's okay to be sad just because we're not hearing people talking about being sad on social media. Yeah. You know, we even see the amazing highlights of funerals yes. and losses. And like we, we, we see that, right, for the first week. But we don't see what it's like six weeks when you're still sad, when you're still grieving, when you're still going through it. We don't yes. show that. No, we don't. And it's not, I know in my in my own journey, you know, months later, I don't feel like I can be sharing it with people. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm, I don't know, I'm supposed to be better. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then that closes off an avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're al- almost expected to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any differences in how we grieve a pet versus how we grieve a human? Well, uh, grief is grief, right? You know, everyone grieves at a hundred percent, right? We, we feel however we feel, you know, whether it's a person, whether it's a child, whether it's a pet, a relationship, a job loss or an intangible thing, mm-hmm. right? You know, those can all mean different things to different people. But our, our pets are, you know, a little bit different. They're a little bit more special, I think. Mm-hmm. Like we're a little bit more connected with them. As I'm talking, my my cat Ponce de Leon is walking right in front of me, right in front of the camera too. Yes, and by my side. Yes, our pets see us in some environments that most other humans won't ever see us, or don't want to see us. Yes. <laughs> And they are with us when we're happy. They're with us when they're sad. I think the pets that I've known, the pets I've had, can intuit my emotions more, I think, better than most of the people that I know. Mm -hmm. And losing that connection is so difficult. It is. It's a a beautiful relationship. It is. For years. Yes. Every single day you're, you're taking care of them. You're feeding them. You're yeah. getting that affection, that love, that nurture, that companionship, and then it's suddenly gone and ripped away. Yeah. Well, pets, the relationship with pets is a little, I'm going to say one-sided because they can't speak to us in words and they don't relate to us the same way that humans relate. But somehow I feel like that makes the connection even stronger. Yeah. So what are some common reactions to grief? You know, generally, you know, grief is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? We don't like to display these kinds of emotions. So we like to, you know, isolate, mm-hmm. be around other people who are going through this kind of loss or only around people that we trust, mm-hmm. right? We don't have the energy to deal with everything like we normally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything takes longer. Everything is harder to do. Yes. And that's so frustrating. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> You know, little things like that, you know, it's different for everyone, but, you know, sleeping and eating and, you know, our our entire routine is messed up. Yes. Yes. And and that affects us in so many ways, like individual ways, too. Mm -hmm. And I've read a bit about, and I know you know a lot about the difficulties we have in communicating with a friend or a loved one who's grieving. And I think we are, most of us guilty of 
saying something with the best of intentions, but it maybe not being the best thing to say to the person who's grieving. So, you know, what are some of those well-meaning things that maybe we should expunge from our vocabulary when we're talking to someone who's grieving? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Um, that's that's something that we talk a lot about in some of the courses that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, people say some well-meaning people say some terrible things. Yeah, you know, compassionate people say like just very ignorant things in grief, right? And the, the you know one of the first things I like to say to everyone is, you know, there's nothing that we can do that's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right, everything that comes out of our mouth is all about oh we're going to make it better or make it less than what it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is just as terrible as what it is. And there's no fixing it. There's no pretending it's better. There's no pretending it's going to be, going to be better. Even if it's true, right? Right. Right. It's going to be better. We're going to get through this, but we don't want to hear that now. Right. Right. You know, the best thing that we can do is just be present with friends and family and coworkers with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be okay to be sad and do what we can. One thing I think maybe you and I talked about this. I feel like I was just talking about this with someone. The importance of actually saying the name of the pet or the person who has died. I, I feel it in myself, this somehow sudden hesitancy to, to say the name. And where do you think that hesitancy comes from? We don't want to upset them. We don't want to bring it up, right? Like talking about it is hurts right now, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't want to feel that way. We, that's that's a large part of that hesitancy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to uh, like bring it up to them because maybe you know they're having a good day and hearing their name might make them sad. Like it's it's all things going on in our heads. Things like we don't want to bring up their name, right? Right. So what are some of the best things that we can do to support someone who's dealing with a loss of a pet or a human? We could be very specific with what we can offer. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, the phrase, let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah. That's just, that's just a trash phrase. Yeah. It's, again, it's well-meaning, right? We want to help. Mm-hmm. But like anything I can do, like, if I call you at three in the morning, you're going to pick up and talk to me. Yeah. Okay, so let's be, let's be a little bit more spe- specific with it. Like, you know, I'm generally up later and like up until midnight. If you're, if you ever want to talk, just send me a text. Okay. Or I'll come over this Friday night and, you know, bring you something to eat and we can just talk. Mm-hmm. Right, very sp- specific. I'll take this case for you at work. Mm-hmm. Deal with this customer because I know they're difficult for you. Yeah. Like little, little things like that. Like it's, it's action because, you know, we talked about the energy of grief. We don't have any. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so like anything that's going to make their life easier and we can just, you know, proffer up some, you know, suggestions. And right. Because like when we're, when we're grieving, like from the griever's perspective, we don't know what we need. We don't even know how to ask for it when we do. Cause you know, 30 people let me know if there's, you need anything. Well, I need something, but I don't know. And I don't know who to talk. It's an extra burden. Right. You have to figure out not only what do I need and who is the right person to who will be able to give that to me. Honestly, that feels like a burden even when I'm not grieving. That's a lot of of choices that I have to make. What about the concept of resilience? How does that fit 
with grief? Well, uh, you know, resilience is, you know, being able to find joy in present life, I think, mm-hmm. even through tragedy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember his name, uh, you know, the search for meaning. Oh, Viktor Frankl? Yeah, I, I think he talks about that too, you know, finding little moments of joy and purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Many of our uh, people through Pet Cloud go on to go have other pets. Mm-hmm. Right. And they have just a, just a, just as much of a beautiful and deep relationship with them too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a different kind of relationship. It is. And it's colored by your relationship with your previous pet. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah. We learn, we grow, we're different because of grief. Right. It changes us. We have new goals. Things are more important or less important. Yes. Yes. For our listeners, if if someone is grieving, what are some things we can do to help ourselves? You know, like I've been asked a lot about holidays coming up too. Yes. I know this is a hard time for a lot of people during the year. And it sort of ties into what I was saying or what I was going to say is we should not grieve alone. Okay. Like it's much easier to be around people who who we love, who can hold this kind of grief and like friends and family we don't even have to talk about grief with them, right? They can just be a distraction. Yes. Right? Yes. Friends are really good for distractions. <laughs> Family, not so much, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. But yes, I hear you. <laughs> After my experience at the bombing, which, um, you know, going through a tragedy has its own element of grief that you're dealing with. I remember I learned to say... I need you to listen to me talk about this thing or I need a distraction. Like mm-hmm. I, at some point was able to figure out which was the one that was going to be most helpful. And then I would just say to people, no, I don't want to talk about it today. I need you to talk about whatever's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of the questions I you know have for our friends, you know, mm-hmm. to ask someone who's grieving, like, like, do you want to talk about it? Do you want a distraction or do you just want some space? You want me to just leave you alone? Nice. And that's a multiple choice. It's easier. Yes. Multiple choice. What are some other questions we should be thinking of or ways we should be thinking about interacting with someone who's grieving? You know, for someone, there like there's no duration on grief. Mm-hmm. Right? It continues on like weeks and months, depending. Like we can just continue to talk about it, especially on like anniversaries and holidays. Mm-hmm. Coming up through the holidays. And like, this is for like, if we're grieving too, like we can just plan for it. Yeah. Like if we know Christmas is hard, right? What, what, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Right. If, if we, if we don't want to be alone in our house, where can we go? Can we take a vacation? <laughs> right. Christmas all together. Yeah. You know, can we go over to a friend's house? Uh, you know, let's like order dinner in, like have five movies ready. Like mm-hmm. you know, if we have to stay inside. I like the sound of that. Um, excellent. Well, you know, we're getting close to the end of our time. What is one question that you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered it? That's a good question. One of the ways I like to end all of our groups is just by talking and sharing, you know, special fun memories of our pets. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you know, I like to say that when we when we have a loss in our life, like only half of that relationship goes away. 
like the other half we carry forward with us. Yes. Right. So all of our memories, all of our pictures, stuff like that, you know, it's, it's all a part of us, right? Mm-hmm. And we carry it with us. And I end all of my groups by talking and sharing, you know, our special memories. Yeah. So, you know, like, like, I guess that question would be, what's a special uh, memory that you could share? Oh, well, when you said that, I thought about the cat that I had when I was a teenager. His name was Bogus. And when he was little, he would sleep under the covers at my feet. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And at first I was afraid that I was going to smother him somehow or kick him or something. But no, he figured it all out. Yeah, like we were that close, physically that close a lot of the time. And he is the pet that I remember when I think Mm -hmm. of a pet. Yeah. How did he get his name? I named him, and I'm not sure entirely why Bogus. I think I just liked the word, and it was, I was a teenager. I was probably trying to be ironic or cool or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you? Please share a special memory. Well, I was thinking about one of my cats recently, and uh, Henry Fatsbrough's child, and that's just a picture I have of him. Oh. And a friend of mine who recently passed. That's a great picture. Henry was just this giant fluff ball of a orange cat, oh. right? And so much hair, I had to uh, shave him down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I gave him like this lion cut. Oh he no! <laughs> and he used to chase his own tail around for hours, <laughs> hours. Oh, that's so great! Oh, thank you for sharing that. Hey, Kevin, before we wrap up, I'd love for you to share um, a little bit about Pet Cloud and. How can people reach you and what can they find with PetCloud? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, well, at PetCloud, we're just a community of people who have gone through this kind of loss. Mm-hmm. And to that extent, we have you know support groups that meet throughout the week. Okay. We have free groups that meet every single Sunday. Nice. Just to be around other people who are going through this so we don't feel quite so alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to hear like you are not alone, but it's another thing to see someone else grieving, you know, who has just lost their pet too. And, you know, to have that solidarity in communities, it feels different. Yes. And that's such a great offering because there aren't a lot of support groups for pet loss. So thank you for doing that. And how can people reach you? Uh, You can go to our website, Mm petcloud.pet.pet, petcloud.pet. And then all kinds of resources and things that I'm building, you know, for that. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for that service. I think it is um, very needed. And um, I'm glad that you were able to turn your experience into something that could help other folks as well. So thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for having me on. Yes. All right. Thanks to our listeners for being here. And I will see you on our next episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. So if you'd like to learn more about me, Manya Chilinski, I work with organizations to help understand how to create environments where people can thrive after difficult life experiences. And I do this through talks and consulting. I'm a survivor of mass violence, and I use my experience to help leaders learn about resiliency, compassion, and trauma-sensitive leadership. 
to build strategies to enable teams to thrive and be engaged amidst difficulty and turmoil. If this is something you want to learn more about, visit my website, www.maniachilinski.com, or email me at manya at maniachilinski, or stop by my social media on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. So if you'd like to learn more about me, Manya Chilinski, I work with organizations to help understand how to create environments where people can thrive after difficult life experiences. And I do this through talks and consulting. I'm a survivor of mass violence, and I use my experience to help leaders learn about resiliency, compassion, and trauma-sensitive leadership, to build strategies to enable teams to thrive and be engaged amidst difficulty and turmoil. If this is something you want to learn more about, visit my website, www.maniachilinski.com, or email me at manya at maniachilinski, or stop by my social media on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks so much. Talk soon.